0: Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday.
1: Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet where the work is mysterious and important. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or shows on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local, mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the dorks. She's Ashley Pickle.
0: Howdy, folks. Oh, darn it. I didn't do the right button. Ha-ha. Hello. Hello. I've only done this like almost
1: a thousand episodes. (laughs) Today is Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. 247 days of Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Adrian Peterson.
0: Oh, nice. Pride of
1: Palestine. Turns, I think, 38 today. Wow. 38 today. Episode 1,557. On today's show, folks, it's Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. We are going to take a look at the top returning passers in Texas high school football entering the 2023 season. And it's a, uh, I think we got a top twenty
0: list. on there. Yes, it looks I believe like. so.
1: So we'll run down. Uh,
0: you put the list together. Who the?
1: Uh, yeah, I know, I did it years ago. Um, we'll take a look at which quarterbacks you should have your eye on um, coming into the twenty twenty three season, as far as uh, statistical proliferation. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, and then back half the show, a guy whose quarterback will show up on that li- that list. I'll just spoil it. <laughs> Uh, Frisco-Wakeland head coach Chan Isom is going to join us. We're going to talk a little bit about his Wolverines. He, of course, is coming off his first season at the helm. Mm -hmm. He's the only man in Frisco-Wakeland history not named Marty Secord to coach a game at (laughs) Frisco-Wakeland. And so we'll talk about that and what was a pretty strong uh, opening salvo from Coach Isom uh, and the Wolverines coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we... And three, two, one. We have first four through the door?
0: We sure do. It was Nick Morton, zero three bodied Stepside, sign, just Chad, and Zill0678. Yes. Yes. Welcome in, yes. fellas, want, lady fellas, I'm done. robots. I'm
1: done with names. <laughs> no more names. Change your I just YouTube. want a series of characters. I want an encrypted Wi-Fi password <laughs> to be your name. And that's I want when we do first four through the door, I want Pickle to have to just like read off Wi-Fi. <laughs> I made that point. Um, Mizzou got some commit this week mm-hmm. in football, and their coach tweeted out like their hashtag, and I made the joke of because uh, these hashtags now are they're trying to fit like the two four. In yeah, there, right? everyone tries to fit. Everyone tries to fit it in there, and it's just like
0: it all. It all looks like Wi-Fi passwords. Yeah, it really does, especially when they don't like make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like it's had- like trying to be a phrase. I know you
1: had. Your uh, our friend Jessica Morion. I did uh, last week on uh, two weeks, weeks ago, ago. On WTF yeah. Rice had one a couple of years ago I think her first year there at Rice mm-hmm. where every time I read it I was just like that just that just looks like I'm signing yes in. <laughs> correct trying to get onto the internet anyway all right pickle oh boy you know it's it's March twenty first do you know it's a Tuesday
0: oh you know what that means Math Tuesday Math Tuesday Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday.
1: You're on Texas football today. The best day. I just love I love the idea that
0: someone's like, "You know, I just I just love Texas high school football." There's a whole show about it. That's great. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll tune in.
1: And we're uh, breaking
0: down mind-altering TV shows and then exploding houses.
1: We're breaking out. We're uh
0: It's just <laughs> <a lot>. Anyway. <laughs> let's
1: talk about the passing game. So, we we in the past, we've kind of gone through, and I know you guys did a scoring breakdown on Math Tuesday last year. We or did last week, last year. Yeah, <laughs> <sure that> <laughs> fair. But I do think it's it's very clear that, and even when you take a look at like the recruiting rankings, mm-hmm. that Texas has become a passing state yes that's not to say that every team does it because there's 1500 texas high school football teams and there's wacky offenses all over the place not to mention teams that run the slot t or just go with the old school i formation or just like to keep the ball on the ground um that's not to say that it is universal but you would be kidding yourself if you didn't think that texas high school football in the state of texas is fundamentally a passing state, mm-hmm. um, and as a result, you have just crazy numbers from quarterbacks coming out in the past couple of years. So, for example, uh, Pickle, uh, there have been. Let's see if I can do some real quick math. So the, we're about to go through the um, the list of the uh, the top twenty top returning passers in. Texas high school football mm-hmm. in 2020 uh, in coming back. Who will 2023, be coming back. Yep. Right. There are 30. So I'll, I'll just spoil the, the graphic here for the top returning is Armando Luon from Sunray, mm-hmm. who threw for forty four seventy uh, six 76 last year. Um, he is the 30th player to throw for that many or more yards in a season. Um, only two of them of those 30 came before the year 2000. Wow. Wow. 28 times in the last 22 seasons, you have had a, somebody throw for as many or more yards than Armando Luan throw this year, uh, and in the umpteen years before that, you had
0: yeah, there had, are certain stats we throw out that like are willing to be debated, but th- this one speaks for itself. Patrick so.
1: Hutka from Rogers in 1997 threw for one more yard than Armando Luan, um, and the other one is Keelan Luker at Stephenville, who for a long time was the um, the state's leading all-time single-season pa- uh, passing leader before he got beat by Chase Watson at South Carroll. All that is to say, we throw the ball around here in Texas, and what I also think is great and what's really what makes Texas high school football so fun is I think because you're not able to go out and recruit a quarterback, Mm -hmm. you're not able to go get a quarterback on the transfer portal. Sometimes, and honestly, in many, many times for many programs, your best option at quarterback is not a senior. Your best option at quarterback is a junior or a sophomore maybe even a freshman mm-hmm. and you've got to throw them out there and as a result you always have what i think is great about about uh, uh high school football that i think is certainly unlike college football nowadays is you have these guys that become stars as underclassmen that then you get to watch in the next year. Yes. And that's what we're going to look at over the next couple of weeks. We're going to start with the passers. We're going to start with the top returning passers in Texas high school football for the 2023 season. These are guys who are all returning. So, uh, yes, for example, if you're interested, by the way, Armando Luan was the state's leading passer in 2022, mm-hmm. but the second one was Blake Flowers at Seminole, but Blake Flowers he was a senior. He's graduated. He's graduated. So, well, we'll take be a look too. at the top two. Two guys threw for more, four, that are returning th- through for more than 4,000 yards. So Armando Luan from, from Sunray, who did that as a sophomore. And then J.J. Acosta uh, from rules. Taft. <laughs> uh, he does, in fact, rule. That is uh, not up for debate. Uh, J.J. Acosta rules. He threw for 42.69 there with uh, Taft. Next on that list, and this kind of surprised me a little bit, D.J. Bailey, quarterback from DeSoto. Threw mm-hmm. for more than thirty-eight hundred yards. He's the third leading passer in the state of Texas. Now, part of that certainly helps is they played sixteen games.
0: Correct, and they won. Taft and Sunray <laughs> like, didn't.
1: They just kept winning. <laughs> but I also I don't know. I look at DeSoto, and I always thought that DeSoto. Yes, DJ Bailey, DJ Bailey, very important. I'm not even He's exceptional. Say that. But I I looked at DeSoto, and I was like, this is a balanced offense. They run the ball. They throw the ball. They do a little bit of everything.
0: I think more in their later playoff games, they threw a lot more than yep. they ran. Like, I think that that number, I would be interested to see what that number looked like after the area round compared yep. to the last four games of the season.
1: Uh, Hudson, Hudson Hutchison out in Wolfworth Friendship is next there, fourth. And rounding out the top five with thirty five seventy five is another guy who played in the state championship mm-hmm. game, Jackson Bays bernie uh trevor ham from melissa jaden pelucio from corpus christi flower bluff the guy who uh we're going to talk with his coach coming up here in a moment checks in at eight brennan meyer from frisco wakeland through for 34.92 and he did that only in 12 games mm-hmm. i mean that's that's something that to keep in mind is that a lot of these guys did not play 16 games uh chase johnson from dangerfield woefully underrated speaking of woefully underrated rounding on the top 10 antonio mezza from mm-hmm. san antonio warren uh you're also i think what's interesting about this if you take a look up and down, let me see if I can. There's only are there only two six A guys? Davila um, from from uh, from uh, Midland Legacy, DeSoto. and then uh, DJ Bailey from Desoto. I think those might be the only two six A guys. I think that kind of speaks to the fact that you got to use what you got at the yeah. small school level, right? That at Collinsville, uh, Midland Legacy, yeah, uh, yeah. at at oh, yeah. Collinsville, Logan Jenkins. Um, is not a senior. He's coming back after after a well, Wolves outstanding uh, outstanding season uh, there as a junior for Collinsville. But he was also just like, we got you got to go out there, even yep. if you're an underclassman. Gavin Pedrone there at, at, at uh, Big Spring as well. Kyler Finney, Dawson Jaco at, at Bushland, who I've, I've gone on and on about. Cash McCollum, another guy who won a state championship. Mm-hmm. He's back, coming back. Another guy who won a state championship, uh, Sawyer Anderson at Parish Episcopal. He's going to be back after throwing for more than 3,000 uh, yards. Fort Worth, Christian, how an outstanding year. Thanks to Hogan Nelson. He's going to be back as well. You're going to be stunned, but uh, but Canadians are probably going to have a decent quarterback. Cameron. <laughs> when Cavalier's have
0: back. they ever named once?
1: Cameron Cavalier is going to be back after throwing for more than three thousand yards. Marcus Devilo, we mentioned him, Midland Legacy, and then Deuce Adams, whose coach we talked to yesterday, mm-hmm. is the 20th returning passer in Texas high school football uh, for the 2023 season. So that's it. I believe that is every co- uh, every quarterback who threw for three thousand or more yards. Last year, that is coming back this
0: year. It is crazy that the top twenty was all above three thousand. Like that, that was so yeah. close to like being the mark of being in the top twenty is kind of cool. Just yeah, seven it's just kinda, yards. Yeah, it's, you a, know? it's a
1: nice round number, mm-hmm. nice clean number. Uh, but yeah, that. And, and by the way, I'll just throw this out there. So, and I'm certainly not making any sort of um, declarations here, but the career passing yards mark is fourteen four hundred eight. Okay, fourteen four hundred eight. Um, now it would take some doing for Armando Luon to do that, but he has two more years. Wow. He's got two more years, and if he were to just do, if he were to just repeat what he's done the last two or last year two more times, he would be at th- he would be the third all time passer in Texas high school football wow. history. Um, behind Hunter Lyle and Travis Cantania. He would be third. So, uh, that's something I will have my eye on for the next couple of years after what was a breakout sophomore season. Uh, but in any case, there you have it. The top returning passers in Texas high school football coming back for the 2023 season. Next week on Math Tuesday, we'll take a look at the guys they threw to. Nice. Top returning receivers. And that... Is Math Tuesday.
0: Math Tuesday.
1: We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber.
0: Now, a word from our partners. Mm-hmm 855 Go VCR Now. Again, that's info at VCRnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR Now.
1: Pickle, let's go to the hotline. Let's go actually just up the road, just up 121 to Frisco to talk with the head coach of the Frisco Wakeland Wolverines. We're joined by Coach Chan Eisen. Coach, how are you?
2: I'm well, Greg. How are
1: you? I'm great. How are things up the road in Frisco?
2: Well, it's a little uh little cold and dreary today, but but other than that we're we're
1: doing. Yeah, not a whole lot to complain about I would imagine up there in um in in, in at Wakeland. Uh, you're coming off of your first season at the helm. We made the joke earlier that you're the you're the only person uh to ever coach a game at Frisco Wakeland not named Marty Seacord. Um <laughs> uh now that that first year is in the rear view, um I'm interested in how you would assess what you guys were able to do in the 2022
2: season. Well looking back on the 2022 season obviously we we had a little bit of a slow start um but you know just the the ability of our kids to overcome adversity and just the resiliency that they showed early on to kind of overcome that 1 and 3 start and kind of right the ship and you know it seemed those first few games where you know one side of the ball would play pretty well and the other side might have struggled a little bit and then um you know kind of that that second half of the Reading game was a real turning point where our, our our kids really stepped up and and answered the bell, and we kind of got things rolling after that. So it was, it was definitely a a year of adversity, but our kids were were able to adapt and overcome for sure.
1: Uh, and and you guys make it to the area round of the playoffs, and uh, you run into to Port Arthur Memorial and uh, play just a ho hum, real boring football game that I'm sure <laughs> didn't cost you any gray hair. Uh, a, a triple overtime thriller. You guys come up on the short end of it. I'm interested now that kind of the off season has started for you guys uh, to be so close to a regional semifinal and and to basically come within a play of a regional semifinal is that something you guys are talking about are you guys using that as as fuel heading into the off season
2: oh absolutely you know this is coming off this year was our our first year in school history with back-to-back playoff wins and yeah. uh, and so now setting that standard of Getting to the playoffs and winning in the playoffs—that's really been our been our drive and been our focus. Um, you know, as soon as that that game was over and uh, the bus drive on, on the way home, we had a lot of time to think about that. Um, you know, after after that loss and driving home from Lufkin, and just kind of how that would drive us. Um, you know, heading into off season.
1: Talking with Chan Eisen, the head coach at Frisco Wakeland, here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF Today. Um, but before we leave 2022, I know you've got two guys who are are you got a number of guys heading off to the next level, uh, and a couple of them are are pretty big names. One of them, Connor Stroh, your big offensive lineman heading to the University of Texas, and then Trip Reardon, your your tight end heading uh, down the road uh, to the Boulevard on at SMU. Um, I'm interested what you can what you can gl- tell uh, folk Longhorns fans and Ponies fans about the the guys they're getting from up in your neck of the woods
2: yeah well first connor stroh man he he was an anchor for us for sure um it, it was definitely a tendency of ours that we were going to run to the left quite a bit and uh, i don't make any apologies about that because he's one heck of a player and he's a he's a great leader and i had a chance to to run into him uh a few weeks back and you know he he graduated early and has been down in austin and he's been working hard and he looks great and i know he's uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him and then uh you know Trip. Tripp was just a, a real go-getter you know he was uh been on the varsity for several years and really kind of came into his own his senior year and was able to do some miraculous things with the football um we kind of jokingly say sometimes that well Trip was just doing trip things because he was he's one of those special players and we're really proud of those guys and the things that they did for Wakeland football um can't thank them enough and they're going to be heading down the road to Austin and then to Dallas to do great things for those programs
1: uh and, but heading into the the cupboards far from bare, we actually just did a, a whole segment about, about the top returning passers in the state of Texas and, and Brennan Meyer, uh, your your quarterback is the 8th returning passer in all of the state of Texas uh, after throwing for nearly 3,500 yards last year. The numbers are, uh, are shocking uh, what he was able to do last year offensively, but as the guy who is in film study with him, as the guy who's in practice with him, the guy who gets to know him, uh, what is it about Brennan Meyer that really sets him apart, that makes him special
2: well whenever you're able to throw for 3,500 yards it's not by accident by his <laughs> trusty imagination um, what everybody doesn't see is the time that he uh, that he spends in film study behind the scenes on his own with coaches coming in with a list of questions um, that he has some things that he's seeing and just his his ability to very quickly dissect a defense um, is something that the really really special about him and uh, and on top of that he has all the physical tools you know so you had you the the mental piece that he can bring to the game and you had the physical tools that he has and then you have a, a great season like he did with you know throwing for almost 3500 yards and as you said being one of the top passers in the state and uh, we're very fortunate to have him back and have him at the helm and we have some some pretty good pieces on offense to put around him that are coming back as well and some experience up front a little bit so we're excited about Brendan's senior season.
1: You know, it's it's interesting, Coach, because um, I think that you know Wakeland, and, and I think maybe even Frisco ISD football to. T- Begin with is They they have so many offensive playmakers. It's it's easy to get wowed. But I look at the the program that Coach Secord built and that you're continuing there at Wakeland. You helped to build, uh, and and it does seem like to me the you guys are always putting out a quality defensive product out there. Yeah, that you know the, 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 there's going to be offensive fireworks. So there's going to be fun to be had offensively, but defensively there is a certainly an identity there with with. The, with the Wolverines um, we're looking forward to this 2023 defense. Do you feel like that is going to be able to continue off of what was a really strong defensive year uh, in, in 2022?
2: Uh, yeah. The the defensive staff that we have, that we have here at Wakeland is just, is just awesome. You know, they're, they're some of the best in the state and one thing that they do a great job of is they, they put their kids in position to make plays. Uh, and I know I'm an offensive guy, but I know at the end of the day, that defense wins championships and, you know, the ability uh, of our defensive staff and our defensive players to be able to hold opponents to, uh, you know, to low numbers and make big stops. That's one of the things that they really did real well this year was, um, you know, goal line stands or fourth and one got to have it stops. Um, they just, they have a tenacity and they, they just play with, with such a, uh, such raw emotions sometimes, um, and take great pride in what they do and getting the ball back for the offense. And so that's uh, that's definitely been one of our trademarks, and I expect that to continue into 2023 with you know playing outstanding defense.
1: One last question for Chan Isom of Frisco Wakeland here on Texas Football Today, Coach, you, you guys are obviously um, you in District Six Five A Division One. You guys have the the really interesting uh, situation where. You're just so intimately familiar with all of your district opponents. Uh, you know, not only are you guys playing uh, in a big district, so you're starting district play uh, right away with a nine-team district, but also you add into the fact that, you know, everyone except Sherman uh, is is a Frisco ISD, um, you know, uh, you know, bunkmate. And, and I guess my question is how, do, how does that change your approach knowing that there's just going to be fewer secrets between you guys? How do you, how do you approach, uh, you know, district play knowing that everyone's kind of got the book on everybody else?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a challenge and we kind of take it as that, um, because there, there aren't a whole lot of things that you can do that, uh, that you haven't seen before or they haven't seen before. And especially, know if you've been here for a little while like uh, a lot of us have here at Wakeland you know you get to know each other fairly well at the other schools and you know we call it the Frisco factor out here (laughs) where you you always know that when you play another Frisco school um, you're going to get a great effort from both sides Um, you know just that that in-town rivalry piece of it is always there and just trying to be on your A game for every opponent that you're going to see because they uh, they know you really well and you know them pretty well and played as many times as we have over the years it's uh it's definitely a challenge but one that's uh that's fun too because you get to you know kind of try to figure out the pieces again you know and or or you get another shot at somebody maybe that you uh that, that beat you the year before
1: he's chan isom he's the head coach of the frisco wakeland wolverines coach we sure appreciate your time congratulations on a fantastic first year at the helm there at wakeland and can't wait to see what you guys do in 2023
2: sounds good thanks for the time greg
1: absolutely there he goes chan isom head coach. Frisco Wakeland join us here right down the road. We just go. We could have done this in person you 're not wrong well, you know, he's, he's not he's pretty close um but but obviously Brennan Meyer is going to get a lot of the attention because of what he was able to do he 's also he also he also ran for almost a thousand yards, like nine hundred yards rushing.
0: Yeah, if you want to, if you're looking for DFW dual threat quarterbacks, yeah. he's he's up there. He's a
1: dude. He is a dude. Um, you know, and and be interested
0: th- to see how much bigger he gets too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he he checked in six one, a little under two hundred, and I'm interested to see what he checks in as a senior. Uh, but but, you know, they're, they're a program, they're a team that. A lot of the headlines were about Stroh, right? Connor Stroh, their big kind of blue chip offensive lineman went to the University of Texas. Uh, but they were a lot more than just him. Like, mm-hmm. they, he was obviously, he's happy. Coach Ison's happy to have Connor Stroh. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do think that that they're they're going to be a problem in that, that district. But the other thing about that district, it's so unpredictable because mm-hmm. there's always going to be one or two. Like Reedy last year. Reedy just kind of like, oh, we're just going to go defeated. Yep. You know what I mean? Like and, and then like there's gonna be teams that were great last year that are gonna fall off. There's gonna be teams that were kind of down last year that are gonna surge. First go I saw hard that that district is so hard to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. And I would I was telling Steph this on Teppin's up about different district. I would bet that's on that short list of districts. That we, that if you look back in the magazine, we are like the most wrong about.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Because it's no. so
1: unpredictable.
0: Well, the other thing is too, as these, like to get really into the weeds of it too, as these Frisco schools continue to open up they pull from different areas so it's hard to figure out exactly okay these kids are coming from here so what are they getting and who are they getting and all of mm-hmm. that stuff so it makes it even more difficult also too that region too they always get a difficult yeah. by district round mean, and they've won the past 2 years yeah. like the year before last was when they beat Highland Park in mm-hmm. the stunner mm-hmm. so it's like that that's the other thing is when you do get to playoffs getting those well, wins or it's a tough and path and
1: then and then you're exactly right so they played Birdville in the first round, which was no mm-hmm. no walkover. No.
0: And then that Birdville offense coming.
1: That second round, like they played Port Arthur Memorial. Mm-hmm. Like, because of the way that Region two broke out this year in five A Division One. Mm-hmm.
0: And they went all the way down to Port Arthur Memorial. Do you remember that? They went to They flipped. They they did that, a home at home, I think.
1: I don't need to look that up. Please.
0: Someone went all the way down to Port Arthur Memorial, and I swear it was Wakeland. Maybe or was it a McKinney school? It might have been McKinney. This was week. Lufkin.
1: Lufkin. Okay. Um that, no, I think Portha Memorial because they, I think because they won their district, they got to host McKinney. a team from McKinney, McKinney North. Or yeah,
0: something. okay, that's what it was. Um, I was like, someone drove all the yes. way down there, which makes that region even more but crazy. But even,
1: I mean, even like them going halfway to Lufkin mm-hmm. is like a huge bit of travel, especially when you're talking about a district there, which is
0: almost like all Fisco five miles from yeah. each other. <laughs> playing in the same three stadiums, you know? Yep.
1: exception of if you play at Sherman. So anyway, very interesting there, and we appreciate Chan Isom hopping on with us. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts.
0: Um, shoot. Darn it. I had something and then we got so far off in the Port Arthur Memorial train, I lost it. One day I'll get good at final thoughts, but today's not that day.
1: Disappointing.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: Disappointing. Anyway, it is what it is. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Chan Essam, awesome, the head coach of the Frisco Wakeland Wolverines, for being our guest for Ashley Pickle. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please make your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.